Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening uh, here on uh, Tuesday uh, at 8pm every single week talking about rugby. We're back into the swing of things. Now, I've said Tuesday every single week, but that is going to change. Uh, I'm not sure it will change next week or the week after. So probably, probably to Mondays um, due to uh, personal commitments on uh, on Tuesdays, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, look at, so look at that. So that change will be coming. And I'll let you guys all know through uh, the old social medias um, when it is actually going to change. Two big topics this week will be um, tackle heights um, and uh, also we'll look at some some of the stuff that's going on at the Highlanders um, as well. Uh, But um, before we get all into that, don't forget you can follow me at Driving Mall on Twitter. Uh, Follow our New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page or a YouTube YouTube channel uh, where you can watch these shows live. Uh, also, you can follow the podcast as well, as such a New Zealand Sport Radio on your favourite podcatcher um, and uh, on that side of things. Um, let's go through a, a few news items before we get on to uh, those um, big topics. Um, one of them that's uh, come up is uh, what's been going on over in Welsh rugby. Um, where the, um, uh, the Welsh wins um, um, former um, uh, manager uh, Charlotte Watt um, said she uh, considered suicide um, while she was at Welsh um, rugby due to the uh, toxic culture uh, sexism that was there. Um, also, um, she uh, talks about how uh, um, somebody um, suggested that he would. Uh, take her to uh, tie her down to a hotel bed and uh, rape her as well. So uh, in front of other colleagues, clearly um, a, a lot of um, disgusting stuff uh, there happening over in Welsh, in the, in the um, administration side of Welsh rugby there. Um, so um, well, let's hope they uh, get to the bottom of that and have a bit of a clear out and change the culture over there. Unfortunately, uh, I'll be honest, this isn't that surprising. Um, coming from uh, the administration in Wales. We know uh, the administration has been a bit of a mess for a long time now. Um, a big dysfunctional relationship they've had with the um, uh, the URC or the uh, 
pro pro 14 um, teams over there uh, has always been this uh, long-term battle as to whether they should have four teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, the administration side of things really does uh, not um, has not really uh, um, done it very well over in Wales for quite a long time now. Um, you could say actually for the entirety of um, professional rugby, pretty much. If you think that uh, the Welsh sides turned down the opportunity of uh, having an, an English Welsh league um, at the advent of professionalism. But there you go. So um, disgusting stuff happening over there. And let's hope Welsh rugby uh, can sort itself out. Um, not the only place where uh, kind of the um, sexual things have been going on um, or allegations of it at the very least. Curtly Beale um, has been charged um, with um, alleged sexual assault. Um, and uh, over there, he's come back to Australia for, on a one-year contract, obviously hoping to uh, make it into the uh, Wallabies World Cup side. Um, he's charged with uh, two counts of sexually touching another person, inciting another person to sexually touch them without consent, and uh, sexual intercourse without consent um, as well. So, um, yeah, not a good look, not a good situation for... Um, for Kirtley Beale, and if these proves to be uh, someone who's married with a, with a new kid uh, as well early um, last year. So um, I really got to feel sorry for um, the uh, his wife there, uh, who um, uh, of uh, who's been married to for two years uh, as well. Let's hope um, well, that, they, that she's keeping well uh, in, in that side of things. But um, yeah, Kirtley Beale suspended from rugby. It looks like his case isn't going to be held until March at the earliest um, could go on for a year. They reckon he's only got one year contract, so maybe we will not see Curly Beal play again um, in uh, well in Australia um, at the very least. So, um, real bad, not not obviously yeah, bad, bad situation there. Uh, and obviously, it looks like Curly Beal's dream of going to the World Cup uh, has pretty much disappeared with that one. Unsurprisingly, and what a stupid thing um, to uh, get himself involved with. So on to um, happier news. Um, at uh, the weekend, we uh, had the Sevens uh, in Hamilton. This is the last of the New Zealand Sevens uh, before World Rugby uh, changes its um, uh, the, uh, the format of the World Series down to just seven stops um, rather than the current one. I think it was up to 16, wasn't it? Um, or 14, um, 14 or 16 stops, something like that. Um, in uh, this one, so um, uh, it's, uh, uh, um, unsurprisingly, the reason for it is financial. Uh, New Zealand isn't the biggest market, so, and so unsurprisingly, the, the the Asia or the the um, not the Asia one, sorry, the Oceania stop is going to be in Sydney, not in uh, um, not in Hamilton. Obviously, much bigger market in Sydney. Probably better time zone as well from a TV coverage point of view um, for various parts of the world. So unsurprising there that Sydney has won over uh, um, uh, Hamilton in getting the uh, seven stop for Oceania. Um, look, uh, a lot of positivity about the tournament since it moved from Wellington up to uh, to Hamilton. Uh, but um, there's some comments on Twitter saying the crowds didn't look very good, uh, but then. Uh, the listening to 
um, the organisers, they were happy with the numbers of people that turned up. Uh, obviously, I didn't watch it um, and I wasn't there either, so I don't know what uh, those numbers were like. But congratulations to the Blackferns and Michaela Lloyd for a hat trick in the finals to win the final. And congratulations to Argentina, um, who beat um, the uh, New Zealand in the final of the uh, men's competition um, as well um, on that one there. So um, uh, I'm not so I, I, I'm skeptical um, about the reduction of stops in the World Series for next year. Um, uh, it's supposed to be about uh, creating more revenue. Uh, so um, I guess they're looking at uh, increasing uh, the I guess the TV rights and the advertising um, on that by making it scarcer, therefore making it more attractive or more uh, people interested in it more. But um, yeah, it's a real. Uh, it's a shame that something that I think needs to be building um, rather than essay shrinking uh, is uh, is going that way. But uh, let's see if this uh, does generate more revenue uh, and become that's actually allow uh, growth in the sevens game, maybe in that tear down, or maybe some some regional um, competitions um, as well on that one. Um, the commercial arm of uh, the of, of New Zealand rugby that's uh, joined with um, Silver Lake uh, has uh, completed its uh, nine strong um, board um, with um, the uh, former Air New Zealand CEO Rob Fife uh, and uh, Gina Brogi uh, being the last two people being appointed to uh, that one. Uh, it also includes um, Dame Patsy Reddy, um, Bailey and McKay, Mark Robinson, all, all um uh, from uh, from appointed by New Zealand, also and it's going to be chaired by Ian Narve. Not sure who, and not someone I'm aware of. Which McCaw is going to be representing the um, the players on there, um, and Simon Patterson and uh, Stephen Evans um, representing uh, Silver Lake. So um, good to see that's all now in place. Uh, let's just it'll be interesting to see what uh, that uh, what they manage to do, um, and whether they do manage to grow revenues. Um, over the next um, few years to make up for selling off um, the uh, percentage of that income for that $200 million that came in in last June. Um, so those are the kind of the news items that have jumped out at me over the um, last week. Um, obviously, the, also the Heineken Cup uh, or the European Champions Cup um, has been going on finally. Um, and uh, they completed the kind of round robin stage, which, um, let's be honest, um, is impossible to uh, understand. Uh, anyone, even people who follow follow it um, closely, uh, find it difficult to explain how that piece works. But now we're into the um, uh, the round of sixteen, I think, is uh, of uh, of that sort of quarterfinals stage. So at last, it gets down to being understandable. And probably the time you should actually start checking in and start watching those games uh, on that one because I got the confusing bit out of the way. Um, rugby administrators, uh, well, sports administrators, full stop, let's be honest, uh, have been messing around with these sort of tournaments, trying to make sure that the correct, um, in inverted commas, teams make the knockoff stages from a financial point of view and from a sort of TV point of view. Um, and uh, Italy being the only country that hasn't got sides in to the uh, knockout stages. So, uh, look, it's there now, uh, and hopefully we can get, on, get you settled down and actually watch some proper knockout rugby uh, and enjoy 
um, the uh, the rest of the European champ the European Rugby Champions, whatever the hell it's called um, nowadays. So let's get into our two main topics tonight. Then let's kick off with um, the Highlanders. Then and really around their halfbacks um, situation. There, uh, it's uh, come out that um, Falau Fakatava um, has uh, decided he will not take go for ACL. Um, have an ACL operation in a bid to be fit for the Rugby World Cup. Look, someone who has, uh, let's be honest, is um, up and coming, someone that's, that's uh, excited to see at the uh, international level, who has unfortunately over the last couple of years been held back by some pretty um, big injuries, um, including a couple of ACL um, operations, which uh, really, um, at his young age, uh, you could, is a bit worrying, um, you would think, um, on, uh, on on that one. Um so hopefully he, he comes back and copes. Um, apparently he doesn't have an ACL in his other knee, so that's uh, that's why he thinks he's going to give it a go. Um, and uh, let's see um, how he does uh, come back from that. So hopefully um, he's okay uh, and makes a full recovery. But so uh, yeah, bit some um, bit worrying uh, the number of number of knee injuries that uh, Fulnau Fakasava has had at this stage. Um, Mitch Hunt also um, on track to make a return from uh, knee injury. Um, as well there. And uh, to help fill the gap um, in that number 10 jersey, um, they have um, signed Freddie Burns um, on a one-year deal. Um, the uh, ex-England uh, international who's been played for Leicester Tigers won the uh, title in England last year. Um, so I think it's a cracking signing uh, for the Highlanders. Someone with international experience, someone who's uh, got big game experience up in Europe. I think it's a cracking idea. Um, opportunity for Freddie Burns as well to come and exp exp experience um, a rugby on this side of the world. Very few uh, English and European players do play um, super rugby. Um, and let's be honest, and even less so now that uh, the couple of players who used to go to go to, who end up going to um, uh, South Africa, um, obviously South Africa not being in it anymore. Um, so even less players um, coming up. So. Um, Cracking opportunity, I think, for Freddie Burns. Really looking forward to seeing him play Super Rugby and how he fits in um, down here. Being given a release from his contract by Leicester Tigers to allow to allow him um, to do that. A little bit surprised as to how few England caps um, he actually got because he was it was between him and um, Owen Farrell um, at one point to be England's um, fly half, the kind of uh, more mercurial player in uh, Freddie Burns versus a more um, steady player and dependable player in, uh, but less exciting player in um, Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell obviously um, winning out um, on that one. So um, really looking forward to that. I think it's a cracking signing um, for the Highlanders. If you have a quick look at their squad, that means um, in the halfbacks, I've got Falau Fakatava, Aaron Smith, obviously. Triple T has come down there um, from the uh, Crusaders. So Three international experienced um, scrum halves or number nines there at the um, highly can uh, at the um, uh, 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 even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. At, at uh, the, the Highlanders there, uh, and also James Ascot as well, learning from those guys. Um, Triple T, onto his third Super Rugby franchise now after one year with um, the Crusaders. And you think the Crusaders um, have... Uh, uh, lost to Bryn Hall, didn't they? I think it was. So um, it's, uh, you got, got to, it's uh, I guess, what that sort of, um, all that excitement in sort of 2018 when he broke on to um, the, into the All Blacks, um, the All Blacks scene has not um, played, has not uh, turned out for them since then. Um, yeah, it's a shame the way his career is going hasn't really kicked on or been able to kick on from that. So uh, interesting to see how he goes down there. So she's going to be behind Aaron Smith, obviously, and also Flau Fakatava. In the um, first in, in first five for, for that ten jersey, then you've got um, Mitch Hunt, who we've talked about already, coming back from injury. Um, Marty Banks is still down there, and now Freddie Burns, um, as well as the youngster Cam Miller, um, who is uh, the last one there, uh, who is uh, the, the young guy um, coming through. Two, two, only had two appearances for um, Otago in 2021. I'm not sure how many he had last year in 22, but uh, so you know, the, he's the young gun and the future there, whereas the, all the other guys, um, well, actually, Monty Banks and uh, Freddie Burns in their 30s, Mitch Hunt, still only 27, um, despite uh, those years with the uh, Crusaders and now um, with the Highlanders. So um, a good experience there, uh, but I say injury, a couple of injuries in that uh, area causing them, uh, to, to reach out and get Freddie Burns um, to come in to um, to that uh, to that role. Also, they've got um, a couple of other international players with uh, the Argentinian Martin Bogado, uh, who has not or Martini. I guess it is probably um, Bogado, uh, who hasn't yet s- s- turned out for Argentina. But it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the uh, back three um, as well. Um, so some interesting signings, interesting news there um, out of the Highlanders ahead of Super Rugby. But the big news that has been come out has been the announcement by the RFU, um, the administrators in England, that all rugby from National Division One downwards um, will have uh, tackling uh, uh, be, be down to the waist and below only. Um, this has caused a huge outcry. Um, about uh, killing the game and all of that kind of stuff. Um, now, when you when I hear people talk about killing the game, I really do. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I really do find that funny because it's, if uh, we look at the game 
10 years ago or 15 years ago compared to what it is now. It's totally different um, than what it is now. Um, and the, the game is constantly evolving, constantly changing. This idea that something will kill the game um, and wipe it out, I think, is some um, absolute rubbish. Uh, and it's just people who don't like change. They don't realise this change is happening all the time, but it's just um, the game evolves, the game changes, uh, and uh, it's still rugby. If you look at what was rugby in the 80s, 60s, 50s, back in the 20, uh, 19, back in the uh, 1920s, very different from rugby today. Um, totally unrecognisable um, as a game. But um, should we go back to that? Was that proper rugby or is this proper rugby? What is proper rugby? So um, to me, that's a uh, um, that's that that's just people who just hate who who are just uh, and uh, just scared of change uh, and don't want to see change. So that's not really an argument from my point of view. Um, the uh, we've also got a lot of um, uh, professional players uh, and uh, recently ex professional players uh, commenting about this change as well. Now in the UK, where players come through academies, uh, you got to wonder. When is the last time that they've actually played a um, uh, the, the, played amateur rugby or played club rugby or even seen it? Um, so a lot of those people who are commenting, I, what experience do they have of, uh, of, of of community rugby? They're all their experiences of professional rugby, where you get to train um, all week uh, to play in that uh, uh, in that game at the weekend and recover properly from all the bashers. You're not someone who just trains one or two nights a week on a Tuesday or Thursday and then plays on a Saturday and has to get to work or back on Monday um, as well. So the from that point of view, um, the I, uh, there's uh, a lot of um, sort of comments from professional players who are kind of like, well, yeah, the fans or other people aren't um, qualified to talk about this. Well, I'm not sure you are in some, in some ways, to be honest with you. And this isn't impacting your part of the game. Um, so from that, again, from that point of view, I'm, I'm not sure that everyone's sort of talking from, uh, again, from actually experience, or actually knowing um, the parts of the sports that are going to get impacted. Um, the Now, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? I think personally, uh, I think we need to look at, uh, at examples of where it's happened already and look at facts rather than anecdotal of, oh, I've seen players get knocked out by knees before. I'm sure you have. The question then isn't, is, is it's, this is not going to uh, eliminate people getting knocked out. It's not going to eliminate head injuries. This is about minimising them and reducing the risk of them, so reducing the amount, amount how, how often they happen. Now, um, will this work in doing that? Obviously, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that there have been uh, experiments trying this out in France um, and in other countries as well. Uh, down in uh, there's uh, some some research done in New Zealand here as well. And I think that looking at those um, trials that have happened and looking at the, what's and looking at the results of those is a better way of looking at it than this anecdotal um, touch or, or kind of I feel this, I feel that um, approach to this. Is it a big change? Absolutely, um, it is a big change. Will it change how people have to play? Yes, it will. I think, um, I think Andy Farrell has got a good point um, that uh, um, now he says it's an accident waiting to happen is the uh, title or is, is the headline um, that um, you will see about this. But what he actually is saying is that 
we need to have there needs to be coaching there needs to be clarity around this um for those players so that they go about it properly uh, and that just making a change without that support structure behind it uh will uh, can, can lead to problems i totally agree with them with that one there does need to be clarity and the RFU is going to come out with more clarity around how it will be refereed, um, how it will apply. Um, because uh, one of the things that we've said before about the um, high tackles and high hits uh, is like if someone's diving at the try line from a pick and go, how, how you definitely can't tackle them from below the waist. Um, that's uh, a meter or two, uh, or a meter and a half, or a meter or two away from you. Um, and his whole body is in between. So you can't tackle below the waist when somebody is diving for the line from a pick and go from a, from, from a, from a, um, from a ruck. Um, so there needs to be clarity around those sort of situations uh, and how it's going to be refereed um, from, for, for that, what you are and what you aren't allowed to do in that um, situation. There, um, the, so there also needs to be training uh, in place. Now it's going to be very difficult across the number of teams that there are in the community game, um, because across all the age groups, is how do you implement that training? How do you get it consistent? How do you get enough of it across all those, um, especially for your B or C teams, if you're lucky to have a C team or even a B team, um, how often do those players actually come to training? Um, or do they just rack up on a Saturday to play and, uh, and play for fun? Um, the So there are there are issues around that that need to be that needs to be worked through. Will it be a will it be a totally smooth transition? No. <laughs> are we going to hear about the um, if there are fifty games one weekend? Are we going to hear about the forty nine that go okay, or are we going to hear about the one where it's an absolute disaster because of what's happened? Um, we're going to hear about the one, aren't we? We're not going to hear about the forty nine. Okay. So again, look at the numbers for that rather than just the the headlines that um, uh, that, that come out of it. Uh, look. There have been a couple of trials. Um, do we need more trials before we go to go go make it this sweeping a change? Possibly. Uh, there definitely needs to be more clarity first. Um, now, I've seen people go, look, the stats they're taking out of the, the French one is uh, misleading because the French one, they say they've reduced the number of head and head concussions. Well, they don't talk, and then they say they don't talk about ones at the head and knee, the head and hip concussions. True, but you're also not showing that those have gone up. When people comment about that, they're just saying there's a total lack of uh, of, um, of of numbers there, so we do that more clarity, um, which we hopefully we'll get from the RFU as to the number as to the studies that have led to this. More clarity as to how it actually work um, from a refereeing point of view, uh, or what structure we put in place around around coaching um, will hope will will work the way. Yes, there is a petition with sixty thousand people who have signed saying, "Hey, let's not change." Um, well, change does have to happen, folks. I'm sorry, but. Um, was it over 55? So, well, at least 55 players um, have threatened to sue. Uh, and this is amateur players, um, the uh, the RFU uh, around head injuries uh, and a lack of action by the RFU. So this does, the change does need to happen. We do need to reduce the number of head collisions uh, and concussions. The, the research shows if, you put, if the heads are in the same area and they clash, then you're going to get uh, then you get concussions and that actually you reduce the number of concussions by getting the head out, getting the heads not in the same area. Um, so uh, it does have to come down. It does it have to come all the way down to the waist. Should it become, should it come down to the nipple? Um, in which case, do we need a line on the, on the Jersey? Um, those sort of things need to be, uh, is, is open for discussion, but, I do, but I don't, I don't think personally 
there's any discussion that tackle heights do need to come down and definitely below um, the shoulders because at the moment when you're aiming for four near the shoulders it rides up and we're getting those 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 clashes so you need to get it down further than that um we'll see how it all pans out uh it looks like uh, it's interesting to see that um uh, Borthwick and uh, Owen Farrell have come out um, supporting the RFU in this. So it uh, looks like the, the communication within the RFU um, has been good on that one. So the hand, so from a uh, from a piece, so that's good that they've actually thought about that, haven't just thrown it out there without talking um, to some of the senior people who are going to have to front up to the media. So good on them for for doing that. It looks like there is actually some. Um, organization behind this and timing look they're doing it now they're mentioning it now in january the season doesn't start to what september ish so again um there's a long run-up um, and they're giving plenty of time ahead um, before next season to let people know this is not something that's being announced in august um during pre-season for example or just before pre-season um so I think it looks the way that the RFU are going about this does seem to be sensible, um, as in the sort of the time frame, clarity, etc. Um, uh, managing the the kind of people having to talk to the media is the change a good or a bad thing? I um, I'm not sure I'd go all the way down to the waste, um, but um, I, but I do think it's a step. I do think it's it's a it's a direction that needs to be needs to be happening. Um. So those are my points uh, of, uh, of stuff that's going on. Um, the Six Nations kicks off not this weekend, but the weekend afterwards. And next week, we will talk about um, the uh, Six Nations, the opening games being Wales versus Ireland uh, and England versus Scotland on the, uh, well, on the Saturday or Sunday uh, morning, our time. And then um, on the Sunday or Monday morning, New Zealand time, Italy um, versus France. Um, there in that one. So um, uh, a couple of interesting ones there. So 3.15 for that Wales Island uh, AM, 5.45 AM for England versus um, Scotland. So yeah, early, early morning games. Um, it's going to be uh, tough for me uh, and uh, getting up for those. So please um, do uh, yeah, thought, thoughts and prayers for me uh, having to get up, please, for those games. <laughs> Clearly joking. But um have a, a great week, folks. It'll be back. I'm not sure it's going to be Monday night or Tuesday night next week. Um, we'll have to, well, but I will let you know on the old socials. So driving more on Twitter, um, New Zealand Sport Radio on Facebook and YouTube, and obviously, and also that podcast as well. So a quick one this week, but um, catch you all next week uh, to uh, chat some more rugby and uh, as we actually get back towards some games um, as well. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 